Welcome to the show. After 2020, 2021, and 2022, hopefully the vast majority of Americans understand that billion-dollar pharmaceutical companies will lie to your face with zero compunction if doing so creates profits. I hope it's also become obvious that the FDA has been completely captured by the pharmaceutical industry. If you're uncertain what that means, look up the phrase regulatory capture. The CDC is as worthless as it is non-credible. Today's CDC is essentially a political entity masquerading as a public health agency. To be clear, I wish it was otherwise. It seems a lot of social media commentators relish pointing these facts out to their audience. I don't. I sincerely wish I was creating content on some other topic today because billion-dollar pharmaceutical companies were acting ethically, the FDA had even a modicum of integrity, and the CDC was not a complete joke. There are so many things we could be discussing when it comes to Big Pharma, but today I'm going to limit the discussion to one of the fastest-growing diseases in America that may be affecting your family or friends, and which is the subject of egregious lies to generate massive profits at your expense. The Dr. Reality Vodcast with Dave Champion. Let's start with this. I'm a physiologist and author of Body Science, a groundbreaking book on human physiology that utterly destroys the false narratives with which our society has been programmed concerning how our bodies actually work and explains in an easy to understand way without medical mumbo jumbo how to become incredibly healthy as the genetic coding in every cell of your body wants you to be. The information you're going to hear today won't be allowed on censorship platforms such as YouTube in the near future because YouTube has a new policy declaring information that conflicts with anything the World Health Organization says is automatically medical misinformation and will be removed. And to be clear, the World Health Organization is as thoroughly compromised by the pharmaceutical industry as the FDA and the CDC. In other words, on YouTube, you will only hear what major players in the pharmaceutical industry want you to know. There will be no open debate permitted as to whether Big Pharma's position, put out as the official position of who, is scientifically factual. Whatever the World Health Organization says will be the only permissible narrative on YouTube. I suspect Facebook will follow suit shortly. In the near future, the kind of factual content you're going to hear today will only be available on free speech platforms such as Rumble and X. If you're seeing this on Facebook, it should be a wake-up call to get on Rumble and X. I'm not saying you need to dump Facebook, but if you're only consuming news or other content on Facebook, YouTube, or from the mainstream media, you'll soon have no idea what's really going on in the world, at least in terms of medical truth. I'll put links to my Rumble channel and X account in the notes so you can keep your finger on the pulse of real medical developments rather than the establishment propaganda. It is estimated that the number of people in the U.S. with Alzheimer's will double within the next 25 years. While some of that is due to projections that future medical advances will keep people alive into older age, the lion's share of that projected increase is in raw numbers of people who will be diagnosed with Alzheimer's, as well as the fact that people are getting Alzheimer's at progressively younger ages. Alzheimer's used to be unheard of in people in their 50s, but not anymore. 
Imagine getting Alzheimer's in your 40s. That unfortunate reality is right around the corner. Almost five years ago, in my book, Body Science, I told the world what causes Alzheimer's and how to never get it. But since I'm not famous and don't have the media's ear, the only people who know the truth are the ones who have read Body Science. I'll be sharing the truth about Alzheimer's with you in just a moment. Before we jump into the meat of the issue, it's important you understand this presentation isn't about Alzheimer's per se. What you're going to hear today is representative of how Big Pharma conducts its business concerning all diseases and all medications. If you follow disease research, as do I, you already know the two things you hear about time and again as key elements causing Alzheimer's are amyloid beta and tau tangles. The narrative is that, for some as-yet-unknown reason, in Alzheimer's patients, amyloid proteins are not cleared from the brain as quickly as they should be, resulting in the protein staying put, over time accumulating more amyloid protein, which eventually forms amyloid plaque. The narrative continues that the presence of amyloid plaque in the brain causes abnormal folding of certain other proteins in the brain, resulting in something called tau tangles. The tau tangles block signaling between the neurons and voila, you have Alzheimer's. What you just heard is the 30-second version of the mainstream Alzheimer's narrative. In a recent Apple News article about Alzheimer's, we find this statement, quote, in a healthy brain, amyloid proteins are broken down and removed by enzymes. As far as that sentence goes, it is factual, but do you know what you will never hear from Big Pharma, Big Med, or the media? You will never hear what causes a person's brain to not remove sufficient amounts of amyloid beta. If a healthy brain properly removes amyloid beta, wouldn't you like to know what makes a brain unhealthy in terms of no longer being able to remove amyloid beta before the resulting cascade of consequences occurs leading to Alzheimer's? Is what caused the brain to not clear amyloid beta a mystery? Not at all. In fact, in a few moments, I'm going to tell you exactly what causes the buildup of amyloid beta that eventually causes Alzheimer's. Since I'm going to tell you what it is, why can't you find Big Pharma, Big Med, or the media talking about it anywhere? Why is there no meaningful research into that question? Why is it you can scour the internet for what I'm going to tell you today and never find it mentioned anywhere? Given what you already know about Big Pharma, do you think the information blackout might have something to do with money? Here's another line from the same news article, quote, as to why amyloid and tau misbehave and what the triggers are for dementia to develop, scientists aren't entirely sure. Is that true? Are scientists really uncertain? Several years ago, I would have said they absolutely know the underlying cause of Alzheimer's, and a claim of not knowing would basically be a cover-up. As I'm speaking with you here in 2023, I'm not so sure. The reason for my change of perspective is I've seen so much horrifically bad science over the last several years that I now leave open the possibility that some researchers suck so bad at their profession that they may really not know. Higher education, such as master's and doctoral programs, used to emphasize critical thinking. Yes, you were expected to come out of the program having certain formal skill sets, but equally important, the candidate was expected to have developed the trait of independent thought. Sadly, that aspect of higher education seems to have greatly diminished. Today, you earn your master's or doctorate by showing that you know how to conform to establishment dogma. 
A few years back, a buddy of mine, one of the most innately intelligent men I have ever known, was in a master's program in the medical field. After covering a certain amount of coursework, the students were assigned the task of writing a paper addressing the subject matter. My friend found that a number of items within the coursework material did not conform to the available data on the subject. In a number of the papers my buddy submitted, he took a different tact than the coursework dictated, pointing out how the premise used in the course was not supported by data. His papers were based on an alternative premise supported by data. After he submitted a couple of such reports, the instructor told him not to do it anymore. He was told to take the material as presented and write his papers based solely on the material presented. In short, he was told to regurgitate the curriculum even if it was factually errant. As I said, the valued attribute today is compliance, not intellect. My point in sharing that story is that if institutions of higher learning are churning out grads who can't or don't think dynamically, then all they're really fit to do in a scientific sense is rearrange chairs on the deck of the Titanic. If that's all they have the capacity to do, then perhaps they are incapable of considering anything other than the narrative they're fed by the institution or corporations that hire them. That said, the senior scientists with billion-dollar pharmaceutical companies working on Alzheimer's products absolutely know the true underlying cause of Alzheimer's. So, if they know, why aren't they talking about it publicly? Anyone with a shred of scruples, who knows what causes Alzheimer's and thus how not to get it, would certainly go public with that information, right? If only that was the world in which we live. If you were awake during 2020, 2021, and 2022, Big Pharma and the U.S. government lied their asses off so a company like Pfizer could make $100 billion while the American people suffer the fallout of those lies and continue to do so. Let's be clear. To billion-dollar pharmaceutical companies, Alzheimer's isn't a disease to prevent. It is a disease they want to proliferate so they can make billions of dollars from it. If the truth threatens that, the truth won't be revealed. So, what actually causes Alzheimer's? We've discussed amyloid beta and tau tangles. So, what's the critical part Big Pharma, Big Med, and the media are not telling you? I likely can't put it any better than I did in body science, so with your permission, I'm going to read the most important part of the segment about preventing Alzheimer's from my book, Body Science. Quote, Healthy brain tissue and high insulin levels are incompatible. The brain protects itself from high insulin levels by producing an enzyme called insulin-degrading enzyme, known as IDE. IDE does precisely as the name implies. It degrades the chemical composition of insulin so the insulin can no longer act as insulin. That process was first observed in the mid-20th century. But IDE has a secondary role. It breaks down amyloid beta. Breaking it down allows the amyloid beta to be cleared from the brain. The body has natural limits to the production of every substance it creates. IDE is no exception. In other words, only so much IDE is available for use in the brain. There is no volume knob you can turn to increase IDE in the brain. In the brains of our ancient ancestors who existed in ketosis, incidents of high insulin would have been incredibly rare. That left IDE in the brain free to degrade amyloid beta. But that simple healthy process isn't how things work today, is it? 
Today, Americans create high insulin levels multiple times a day, every day. Because insulin travels right through the brain's blood barrier, each and every time a person spikes insulin during the day, the high insulin level is experienced by the brain. IDE leaps into action, degrading the insulin to protect the brain. The enzyme itself, IDE, is consumed during the process of degrading insulin. The higher the insulin level, and the more often it is elevated, the more IDE is burned up, countering the problem. After combating high insulin all day, how much IDE is left for other tasks, such as clearing amyloid beta from the brain? We don't know. We don't know because there is no recognition or acceptance by the research industry that high insulin levels play a key role in Alzheimer's. No research has been done that would answer that question for us, and none is planned. Absent research that would tell us how much IDE is left for amyloid beta clearance after being consumed by repeated bouts against high insulin throughout the day, we are left to hypothesize. This brings us back to our body's hardwired genetic coding, which is a constant and foundational to every aspect of our bodies. If we agree our ancient ancestors lived for millions of years in ketosis, and thus the systems of our body are tailored to act within that construct, can you see any reason the body would have developed in such a way as to produce enough IDE to battle high insulin in the brain all day long and still have enough left over to clear amyloid beta? In a multi-million year environment in which high insulin levels were virtually unknown, there would be no purpose for the body to develop the capacity for high outputs of IDE. Since there was no purpose for the body to develop that capacity, it is eminently reasonable to hold the view that it did not develop that capacity. There is no science indicating it does. This leaves a logical person with the construct that the body creates sufficient IDE in the brain to tackle small, occasional upticks in blood insulin levels, clear amyloid beta, and perform its other currently unidentified functions. But the body does not produce enough IDE to battle high brain insulin all day long and effectively clear amyloid beta from the brain. In that environment, there simply isn't enough IDE to go around. Cue Alzheimer's. I believe it's important to state plainly that nutritional and medical researchers are 100% uninterested in the question of whether people living in ketosis never get Alzheimer's. I can almost hear their response if medical researchers were told people in ketosis never get Alzheimer's. That's not the focus of the research we've been funded to perform. <laughs> Close quote. So you see, the true culprit is not amyloid beta, but rather the factors of insulin and insulin-degrading enzyme. But you won't hear that from Big Pharma or Big Med. Let's go a step further. What causes high insulin? High blood sugar, of course. And what causes high blood sugar? That would be carbohydrate intake. It would not be an exaggeration in the slightest to say that high carb consumption leads to high insulin response, which leads to toxic amounts of insulin in the brain, which then requires the available insulin-degrading enzyme to be consumed, disabling the insulin, leaving little or no IDE to clear amyloid beta from the brain, which results in amyloid plaque, which causes tau tangles, which blocks neuron signaling, and so you have Alzheimer's. I don't know if that sequence made it clear, but the way to never get Alzheimer's is to stop eating carbs, or at least stop eating a lot of them. 
When I released Body Science several years ago, the average American man was eating roughly 400 grams of carbs per day and women 300 to 350 grams. Those numbers are almost certainly higher today, which means younger people are likely to get Alzheimer's earlier in life than their parents. For the sake of comparison, I eat carnivore style and my carb intake is between zero and nine grams a day. So in terms of our Alzheimer's discussion, I have zero insulin surges, which means IDE in my brain is available to promptly clear amyloid beta because the IDE supply is not being exhausted trying to degrade massive amounts of insulin. Without amyloid beta buildup, there is no amyloid plaque. Without amyloid plaque, there are no tau tangles. Without tau tangles, there is no interference with neuron signaling. And if your neuron signaling is working just fine, then you don't have Alzheimer's. Get it? If you're waiting for studies supporting this truth, don't hold your breath. The National Institutes of Health has already published studies showing IDE clears amyloid beta from the brain. Those same papers discuss that IDE degrades insulin. They even discuss that suppressed IDE output elevates one's chances of getting Alzheimer's. What these studies never discuss is the toxicity of high insulin levels to brain tissue. They also never broach the matter of high insulin levels exhausting the body's ability to produce sufficient IDE in the brain, which allows amyloid beta to build up into the plaque, leading to Alzheimer's. It's interesting that the papers discuss, in detail, that IDE degrades insulin in the brain, yet there is no discussion about why the body does that. Why would the researchers steer clear of mentioning why the body uses IDE to stop insulin from functioning as insulin in the brain? That seems like an odd omission. No discussion of high insulin levels being toxic to brain tissue is another odd omission. Perhaps the most inexplicable omission is any discussion about prevalence of IDE. In other words, the question of how much IDE is available at any given time in the brain is never addressed. Since the papers acknowledge that IDE degrades insulin and clears amyloid beta from the brain and then connects amyloid beta to Alzheimer's, wouldn't one want to know which IDE function is prioritized, how much IDE is consumed when carrying out that function, and how much IDE the brain is capable of producing in any given period of time? As an example, we know that if one's blood sugar is elevated and the pancreas can't produce enough insulin to bring the blood sugar down to a safe level, you've got a health problem. It's a disease. It's called diabetes. In other words, Science has long known disease can be caused by the body's inability to produce enough of a substance needed to correct an imbalance. Yet somehow, in the research concerning Alzheimer's, we are to believe these well-trained professional scientists simply forgot to explore the question of whether the brain has the capacity to produce sufficient IDE to degrade the massive amounts of toxic insulin the modern American diet forces into the brain and also clear amyloid beta. Examining that question is research 101, and yet it hasn't been done. Why are there so many omissions for which no good explanations exist? Simple. The powers that be, those who finance such studies, do not want the public to have access to the facts that would allow people to put together the truth about Alzheimer's. So, if the powers that be don't want the truth getting out, why am I free to tell you the truth? Because I'm not a big name. I'm just a humble physiologist without much of a reach. No one is concerned that I can interfere with the billion-dollar plans of big med and big pharma 
After all, if the science on Alzheimer's doesn't appear in a major medical journal or come from Big Pharma or is sanctioned by the Alzheimer's Association, then it obviously is not true, right? Let's examine a dynamic for a moment. Big Pharma and Big Med are poised to make billions of dollars from new toxic Alzheimer's meds. It should be obvious that donations to the Alzheimer's Association would flatline if the American public understood what really causes Alzheimer's and acted upon it. So, industries that stand to make billions of dollars from rapidly increasing cases of Alzheimer's in society are telling you the truth. But a humble physiologist selling a book for a trivial amount that shows you how not to get Alzheimer's simply because he wants you to be healthy is either wrong or lying. As bizarrely irrational as that thought process is, most people will see Big Pharma and Big Med as credible and me as non-credible. Seems a bit like Stockholm Syndrome to me. Now you know the truth of what causes Alzheimer's and, by association, how to never get it. Do you know what other diseases body science can prevent you from getting? Here's a partial list. Hypertension, insulin resistance, metabolic syndrome, obesity, type 2 diabetes, coronary artery disease, strokes, peripheral arterial disease, aortic disease, cancer, and more. Equally important. If you currently have any of those diseases, or suspect you do, if you read body science and apply what you learn, those diseases will disappear. Aldous Huxley said, quote, Medical science has made such tremendous progress, there is hardly a healthy human left. Recent estimates tell us that over 60% of U.S. adults take prescription drugs, and almost 50% have taken a prescription drug over the prior 30 days. I'm 64 years old. I don't just talk the talk, I walk the walk, having lived in ketosis for almost six years. Do I look 64? And guess what? I don't take a single prescription drug. I eat meat and supplement vitamin D because I work indoors. That's it. If you'd like to learn more about how to be incredibly healthy in a nation filled with sick people, read Body Science which has never received anything less than five stars in its reviews. In the last sentence of the introduction, I say this. My sincerest desire is that when you complete the final page and close the cover, you will say to yourself, holy cow, that was an astounding experience. This changes everything. I can't tell you how many readers have reached out and told me body science did change everything for them. Many readers have told me they believe reading body science saved their lives or the life of a loved one. Not only did you hear a part of body science's Alzheimer's content today, but on the website you can download sample pages. Simply go to drreality.news, drreality.news, click on store, choose body science, and then click the blue button that says sample pages. You can also click on the direct link in the notes. Additionally, Body Science has a 60-day money-back guarantee. I offer that because when I tell people that virtually everything they know about nutritional physiology is actually disinformation put out by the government, Big Pharma, Big Med, and Big Food, as well as the media, I appreciate that it can be challenging for people to accept that. If people think the underlying premise of Body Science is just too fantastic to believe, why would they buy it? The 60-day money-back guarantee allows them to feel comfortable purchasing body science. Because readers are floored by the physiological facts they have never seen before, presented in a way everyone can fully grasp, 
No one has ever asked for their money back. In fact, most readers consider Body Science a lifelong reference guide for excellent health. While you're on the website, also check out Income Tax Shattering the Myths. Since the advent of mass media, Americans have been fed so much disinformation that it's understandably difficult to know what is true and what is false. The subject concerning which the government has put on the largest and most successful disinformation campaign is the income tax. The government launched its disinformation campaign shortly after the end of World War II and has been using every trick in the book to mislead ordinary working Americans into believing they owe a tax that has never been imposed on them. Income tax shattering the myths begins with the first relevant modern income tax case at the U.S. Supreme Court in 1895 and moves through decades of Supreme Court cases showing you the court has clearly stated the income tax has nothing to do with the domestic earnings of the American people. It then shows you that the statutes and regulations have also said for 110 years that the income tax has nothing to do with the domestic earnings of ordinary Americans. It then takes you into internal documents of the IRS, which the service never thought the public would see, wherein the IRS confirms the income tax cannot be applied to ordinary working Americans. Income tax shattering the mist then shows you internal Treasury Department documents used as the basis of regulations that state plainly a Form 1040 is for the exclusive use of a non-resident alien with U.S. source income or the non-resident alien's U.S. agent. So, why are you signing a 1040 every year? But more importantly, because income tax shattering the mist shows you how the disinformation scam has been run, versus what the law actually says, when you're done reading Income Tax Shattering the Mist, you will have the tools to safely walk away from the scam, to keep what's yours for the rest of your life, if you so choose. After seeing the law with my own eyes, I made that decision in 1993. I haven't filed a return or paid a penny of income tax in 30 years. Hundreds of thousands of others have also safely cut themselves free from the scam with the information you'll discover in Income Tax Shattering the Mist. For a limited time, you can get 15% off Income Tax Shattering the Mist by using the coupon code OWNIT at checkout. I'll put the link in the code down in the notes. To get your copy of Body Science and or Income Tax Shattering the Mist, go to drreality.news, drreality.news, or just click the link in the notes. Also, by purchasing Income Tax Shattering the Mist and or Body Science, you help me to continue to be here for you with these revealing and thought-provoking presentations. Please share this presentation. Thank you for being here and take care.